Chronicle. Kia ora, Mike. Kia ora, how are you? Really good, thank you. Uh, the Sergeant Gallery, of course, one of your jewels. Where are things yes. at with the redevelopment there? Well, to, to, to 2024 is the year, Catherine. It'll, it will open at some point this year. Um, yeah, long-awaited uh, redevelopment. It's, it's, it's sort of stretched out over the years and over the governments. But, um, yeah, it's penciled in for some time this year. No exact date. Um, but at this stage, yeah, the total cost, this total cost is somewhere around 68 million, which is, um, yeah, I guess it, it, um, costs of costs and timelines have, have, have stretched out a bit and a few grumblings here and there. But I have it on good authority that it, it's, it's this year. <laughs> uh, how much of that's been paid for by ratepayers? Now, at, at the moment, it's about 15, 15 million, 15 million out of 68 million. So it. It's, it, I mean, it's a fair chunk, but it's not, it's not the, not the majority, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, it's fair to say that not everyone in in Wanganui is an art connoisseur, so that a few eyebrows have been raised and people have grumbled about ratepayers funding it. But I guess at the end of the day, a fifteen million dollar investment in something that's going to cost sixty eight million dollars is is a bit of a bargain. It's such a fantastic arts city and district Honganui, uh wonderful artists and studios all around the mutu so if the sergeant's at the heart of the reason you're coming here there's plenty of other places to go as well however speaking yeah. of ratepayers what's the story with uh, your rates rises all the city and district councils are in the thick of determining them where's yours at they they certainly are it is um it's crunch time it's crunch time um so uh at the end of last year uh, our mayor andrew tripe um sort of unveiled three possible scenarios for next year um the high being 14.8% and the low being 5.8 and the me- me- middle being well in the middle of that um now 14.8 is yeah i mean that's that's quite pricey and and to get to 5.8 I guess some serious decisions have to be have to be made, which is probably why a lot of uh, um, council meetings at the moment are excluded to the public. Because, yeah, that to get there, I mean, you have to start thinking about service cuts, selling assets, increasing revenue. Yeah, I guess what gets the chop, I suppose, which all will be revealed soon, hopefully. Have, <laughs> has there been any suggestion of what might get the chop, or it's all very much behind closed doors? Well, yeah, it's behind closed doors at the moment. I guess that the the, um, the emphasis on them at the moment is probably more like selling assets and increasing revenue. Um, they're like you, you go driving around Wanganui and you see a sort of a public park and you think, no, oh, maybe, maybe they could sell that for a, for a housing development or something. Or yeah, maybe there's some properties that aren't used. But I mean, it's, yeah, there's there's six there's a six point plan in place. One of which obviously is. Um, selling of assets what they are um who knows obviously there's public consultation before i don't know before they sell the chambers and everything else but it's it's like i said it's absolute crunch time and yeah, yeah. all right something something's got to give now what a glorious uh, stretch of coastline um Whanganui has that magnificent west coast coastline and surf but uh, it's been a warm old summer the surf lifesavers have been pretty busy have they Yes, they, I mean they certainly have. I mean we've got two we've got two beautiful beaches here, Kaiwi and Castle Cliff, and yeah, temperatures have been sort of. I mean for a period there, they were up around the thirty degree mark over the over the holiday period. So there's just hundreds of people out there, 
but uh, the more people there are the more the more rescues had to be made and i think it's i think it's almost a record of, of the amount of rescues there's been at, well, as of today, as of right now, I think there's been about 35, um, one involving 10, 10 people at one time having to be rescued. And uh, the thing about Wanganui is it's not at uh, Wanganui beaches. They're, they're not really like, I don't know, Mission Bay or something. Um, they're incredibly rough and there's rips everywhere. And people who don't sort of visiting for the first time sort of just just jump in there and get stuck in. And before you know it, they're, they're miles out to sea or miles out of the flags. And uh, the intrepid Surf Life Saving Service comes to the rescue. But um, thanks to their efforts, there, has, there hasn't been any sort of major injuries or um, fatalities. So, yeah, it's a pretty amazing effort. Um, I mean, I was out there. Oh, I was out there with my little boy having a splash. And within about five minutes, the, um, the boat was out and there was a little dot on the horizon getting pulled in uh, a little kid got saved and um yeah and i think i mean i've been on a, a hotline straight to the surf life-saving service all through summer with all the rescues they've been doing which is uh i mean it's worrying in, in one respect but it's also good to know that we've got a service there that are, are keeping us safe well no fatalities right and no serious injuries that's that's remarkable and also we know up remarkable. and down uh, the mutu mike uh, surf life saving clubs are in big trouble a lot of their um, a lot of their facilities need upgrading and of course it's that challenge of getting people to commit to um, long long amounts of volunteering so great to hear it's going okay in your in your place yeah okay now a local medical identity is retiring tell me about dr alan mangan please well, yes, I mean, he's a beloved member of our community. And uh, uh, yeah, after 44 years of service in Wanganui, he's, he's hanging up his stethoscope and he's he's putting both feet into retirement. Um, now, I mean, he's been, yeah, like I said, a beloved member of the community. And as well as having, I don't know, countless patients over the years, he's also responsible for the, the safe arrival of thousands of babies over the years. Um, he's a GP, yeah, around is the a G, G, GP and osteotrician. Um, so yeah, there's a yeah. So he's delivered around a hundred babies per year for X amount of years, which is it's pretty incredible. Um, and when you when you sort of mention Dr. Alan Mangan's name to anyone, is this like oh Alan Mangan? Yeah, I think he delivered me. I th- yeah, I think he delivered me. So he's kind of <laughs> delivered half of yeah. Wanganui. <laughs> he has. He has. Uh, he didn't deliver me. Um, but I mean, I've known him since I was a little kid, and in fact, in my in my younger years, I was a cricket cricket nut. And one fateful afternoon, I got hit on the head with a cricket ball, and the first man on the scene there, holding fingers up in front of my face, was none other than Dr. Alan Mangan. So, uh, yeah, he kind of saved my bacon there. But how many um, fingers was he holding up? Oh, that's a good. Was it one and then two and then three? <laughs> Seven. I don't know. Some might, yes. Yeah, some might say I've I've never been the same since. But he's uh, he was he he saved me that day. But um, yeah, forty four years means that he's been with so many members of the community for their entire lives, pretty much. If they from the when they were born right through to forty four years. Um, On the serious so side of this, we know that. A terrifying statistic that something like, let me see if I can remember this accurately, something like two-thirds of GPs are intending to retire within a decade. Uh, And we know up and down the country, again, really difficult for many people even to get 
uh, a GP get on their books. What's the situation like and how big a gap is he going to leave? Well, I mean, I'm not sure about waiting lists in, in Wanganui, but I mean, he's going to, I guess he's, well, obviously the vacancy when he's not working anymore, but it's more the sort of, I guess it's just the trusted trusted go-to for people all across the spectrum. Where, I don't know, it doesn't matter where they're from, they can trust a guy like Alan to 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 do best for them. But um, I mean, it's, it's funny you should say that, Catherine. I've just been, um, we just got our, got our little boy into a doctor uh, recently and he, there wasn't too much of a waiting list there. I don't know across sort of the whole district. There is, um, I don't know if there's a waiting time. I remember talking to you a while ago about a doctor from Texas up in um, Ruapehu who had uh, had convinced a whole bunch of other Texan doctors to come to New Zealand to to, to I set remember up shop. that. So, yeah, so <laughs> we obviously need him to, uh, that, we need him to get on the blower again. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there if there are any Texan Texan medical staff <laughs> listening out there, come to come to the beautiful Wanganui. But um, yeah, I couldn't tell you whether whether there is a, a shortage at the moment. I'm guessing there is, and I'm guessing people are trying to get in. Obviously, there's population growth here yeah. and with that more people need to see the doctor but I couldn't give you any exact figures. Thank you Mike it's always appreciated your time. Multimedia journalist for the Whanganui Chronicle